What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, managing editor, FightfulWrestling.com. It's Saturday. It's June 1st. We have NXT TakeOver 25. I am joined by three names that you guys know. Mr. Warren Hayes. And, uh, you know, a little bit of a connection here. Mr. Warren Hayes covers NXT every week on FightfulSelect.com. His live post show covers that, NXT UK, as well as 205 Live. We are also joined by Jeff Hawkins, who is on the Brock Lesnar schedule. This is one of his dates. I uh, posted a social media message demanding he cashed in one of his appearances to eliminate all unpredictability. And I am also joined by Alex Pawlowski. But the important thing is, have you guys heard about Omaha Steaks? (laughs) (laughs) You know, Sean, we're going to hear about the death of your dog in a second. But I want to say, if you're going to hire somebody, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter, the finest way to find. And of course, as always, guys, subscribe to PWTorch VIP. um, (laughs) A.K.A. FightfulSelect.com. Man, lots of ads. I need to reach out to the Omaha Steaks folks, but hey. I, I want you to start getting that seatbelt money, man. You're just so <laughs> ads for seatbelts. You know you've made well, big time. I think I did myself in because as I missed my flight for Listen to Boy 100, I got a speeding ticket on the way back, and it was very public. Mm. So I don't know if any road safety people want to sponsor our show. but yeah, yeah, but look at the bright side. At least Jericho wasn't doing live reads for Blue Chew. You know what, John? We're going to hear about your, your meeting with Vince in a second, but do you want a hard dick? Listen, later? listen, John. I know it can be hard. <laughs> I know it can be hard to get through to Vince McMahon, but <laughs> you won't have any trouble getting hard. We're going to talk NXT TakeOver 25. I am still a little bit under the weather, so uh going to set the stage for these fellas. I did a UFC Stockholm post show today. I'm going to review the broadcast portion of Double or Nothing on Fightful Select. Uh, that's That's our sponsor tonight, guys. Fightful Select, go over there. There will be something that you like over there. We do just a ton of stuff. Uh, Warren show every single week, live Wednesday evenings. we got the Weekender that dropped today. I'm doing bonus shows like all the time. And, of course, I have the Q&A show. I did a free preview this week. So maybe you're on the fence about ordering FightfulSelect.com. Uh, go check out that Q&A show. Every time we do one, you get to ask as many questions as you want if you're a subscriber. But uh, before we get into the actual show... NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff announced for August 31st. Warren, you get the, the first word on this as, as you are our NXT UK coverage guy. What do you think of this? The Saturday afternoon wars are upon us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I saw a lot of people be like, oh, it's on the same day as uh, the AEW show. Yeah, but it's going to be mid-afternoon, fellas. Don't worry. It's the same time as New Japan in London, I bet. Which is probably, oh, that's right, actually. I hadn't thought about New Japan. But anyway, uh, no, I'm actually looking forward to this. Um, I'm actually looking forward to this. Uh, the, um, you know, NXT UK has had, has, uh, has taken great strides over the past few months since Blackpool. Uh, there's, the roster has become, uh, has become much more proficient. Uh, we know who, who to, we, we, we know the, the athletes a lot more. Uh, we know who the, their character development has been, uh, has been expanded quite a bit and a lot of leg room for some really good matches. Some people have been elevated. Others have been tossed more to the side, Joseph Connors. Uh, but as far as the, as far as the, the women's division go, this is what I'm hoping for. The NXT UK women's division is so incredibly 
packed with such talented women. I really, my only wish for Cardiff is that we don't get just one women's match, just Tony Storm versus Villainous of the Day. I hope it, I hope we do get at least two matches there because there are too many fantastic women on the card. Alex, on, on the any, any thoughts on, on this show? Uh, on, on, NXT uh, UK. Card. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I I love. I thought Blackwell was really great up until about twenty two minutes into the main event, and then I was like, "Take it home, boys." But uh, things before <laughs> yeah. that, things before that, I was like, "This is great." Um, uh, I called it months ago. Uh, they needed to, to add Bartel and uh, Eichner to Walter as his henchmen. Um, so they could have just given me the pencil then, and then we wouldn't <laughs> have had to wait so long. But I'm just happy they finally got around to it because those three guys are awesome. Uh, they're doing uh, British strong style versus those two, uh, three guys in two weeks. Um, you can run that every week, and I'll tune in. Um, so yeah, I'm, they they've got really great stuff. I'm I'm happy they're they're getting another uh, takeover. It's cool they're doing it in Cardiff. Like I figured, all their takeovers would just be in London, you know. But I'm glad they're like doing Blackpool and Cardiff. You know, who knows what who the next one's going to be? That's kind of cool. Jeff, anything to add to this? They have a nice roster over there. I'm just hoping yeah. that this uh, this show gets a little bit of personality now. That's what it really needs to be a must-watch show, in my opinion. Um, I agree with um, the notion of getting two women's matches on there. I think you're going to get a Zaya Brookside jazzy match on there in addition to Tony Storm, so don't worry about that, Warren. And, of course, belt the hunt. Yeah. Uh, guys, remember, if you want your question or statement read on the show, uh, submit a super chat. Also on this show, it was uh, it was shown a Damian Martinez, Punishment Martinez, now known as Damian Priest vignette. I really like this guy's work. Uh, he wasn't like a, a, how, how should I put this? He wasn't widely known outside of Ring of Honor circles. He was a guy that spent a lot of his time not taking wrestling that seriously, and uh, as soon as he did, pretty much he got a big Ring of Honor push. Got signed by WWE, and here he is. Any any thoughts on what we're going to see out of Damian Priest, Jeff? He's great. I just hate the name Damian Priest. It comes right, from, but- it's like it comes from the list of rejected names for Aleister Black. I think Punishment <clears throat> Martinez is a great name. Just let him keep that. But uh, no, he's a fantastic performer. My only concern about him is he's a little bit older than most, and you know the style he works. You, you work that over and over again at his age. He might be prone to injury, but you know what? He's looked great on the squash. Or No, he, he, he was the first guy that Riddle beat. So, yep. I mean, he looked great there. And, uh, no, I, I like him a lot. Now, the name is terrible. It actually sounds like something out of McFarlane Comics from the 1990s. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, the, name, the name is this. Uh, in the night, like the late '80s, there was a sitcom on ABC. I forget what it was like, but there was uh, what it was called. But there was like this stuck-up teenage daughter, and uh, she brought home this heavy metal singer in his mid twenties <laughs> when she was dating. I'm pretty sure his name was Damien Priest. That's <laughs> how yeah. bad. Oh, that, that was is. You know that was I mean? Justine Bateman in Family Ties. Well, that was the back of the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Well, Fightful has some family ties to the opening match. Our alumni Matt Riddle defeated Roderick Strong. Man, I love this match. There was so much about this that I loved. That Roderick Strong, just rapid-fire combo towards the end. Anybody who, who throws out the people in NXT don't sell thing, you, sh- you show them this match. It really show them almost anything that Matt Riddle does because Matt Riddle, for a guy whose job was to not show pain at all or any weakness at all for such a long time, 
he sure can sell his ass off. Um, I, I could tell early on this doesn't have quite the the at least production energy of a lot of NXT takeovers. It was a very, very dark atmosphere, but ended up being a, a really good show. Uh, Matt Riddle also very great at kicking out of things at the last second. There is a backdrop across the apron and an Olympic slam that can't finish it, but everything that Matt does seems like it's crisp and believable. Roderick Strong in the best shape I've ever seen him in. Does a great suplex, but uh, th- there's the power bomb into the knee. Then Riddle eats knees on a twisting senton. Then Roderick Strong just goes into some of the best offense I've seen. Uh, Tiger bomb, stronghold. He turns it into a lion tamer. Then he ties up Matt in the ropes. And legit, my favorite spot of the match was Roderick Strong just running across the ring and punching Matt Riddle every single time mm-hmm. that he went through. And all of them looking good. All of them looking believable. Matt selling his ass off. Then uh, Matt ends up winning with his, his uh, or I guess the new version of his finisher, like a cradled bro stone. I just, I was in love with this match. Again, Warren, you cover NXT. I'm going to give you the first word on this match. What'd you think? Uh, I was, this was the match I was most excited for because you have Matt Riddle, who is essentially a 2K19 wrestler that you give all the big power moves to. And yeah. he's still managed, he still manages to pull them off every time because his dexterity is so high. And then you have, um, 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 Roderick Strong, who is fantastic. And I was, what I was most excited about is seeing, uh, Strong in a singles match again. He, before he joined, uh, and, um, uh, um, Undisputed Era, he had a fantastic run in NXT as a singles competitor. He was really, really tight. It was super exciting. He even spent some time on 205 Live where he had some really great matches as well. Um, it was, I thought this was the perfect pairing for, on one hand, uh, Roderick to come back into a, a clear singles match and for Riddle to, Obviously, you know, get a win. I, I I don't think there was much of a shock here, but for to put Riddle in a match where he will be able to pull out everything that he has to pull out with a guy who can meet him step for step and will make him look good in the process. But I wasn't expecting Matt Riddle to make Roderick Strong look so good in the process. Not because I think Riddle can't sell or I I was just I was just surprised at the amount of offense that uh, that Riddle took. Uh, and I just added, this is another notch on my, my Matt Riddle love, uh, belt tonight, I guess that I'm adding because I thought he was fantastic the whole way through. Alex. Yeah. Um, this is great. Uh, normally I say that the, 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 the clockwork thing of takeover the past couple of years is that the tape, the tag match always starts off the show. It's ridiculously hot. Uh, the guys go crazy for it. Um, the fans get super into the whole night of wrestling from then on. And everybody else after that says, okay, we got to pick up our game because the tag match is going to be best match of the night. And it, and it was a cur- the curtain jerker this time. They said, okay, that's off the with this giant ladder match spot fest. Rock could do that first. We're going to have Matt Riddle and Roderick strong to like these guys, while they do other things are also consummate technicians like they absolutely know how to work all different facets of a wrestling match. And they said, guys, go out there and, and do great wrestling, like wrestling, grappling. And it was, I, I, I loved it. I thought it was really cool. I mean, uh, a friend of mine says, I, it's hard for him personally uh, to root, ever root against Roddy. And I said, sir, hmm. the man nearly beat Riddle to death with his own flip flop. 
I mean, if, that, if you can't if you can't figure out that man to heal out from from that, I, I don't know what I don't know what to tell you. But um, I, I I thought this was really great. Um, and the thing about it is that I actually really love Roddy Strong. I think he's um I think he's really underrated. And yet I feel like his ceiling in the company is this: to get somebody else over by being like fiendishly competitive and competent in the ring. Like, I don't know how far I, I'd love for him to get at least a run with North, North American uh, strap. Uh, but I don't know if he ever will, but in matches like this, where he has to go out there and lose, he always makes the other guy look like an absolute U S mint. Like it's fantastic. I, I really love this match. The secret about, Roddy is that he is the most well-rounded performer in NXT. Yep. In my opinion, you want him to be a uh, underdog baby face. He can do yep. that. You want him to be a, a heel. He can do that. This is his perfect role. In my opinion, in terms of being that second in command of the undisputed era, he's a great bratty heel. Um, his backbreakers are fantastic. He's the best heel that PWG ever had. In my opinion, when, when I watched him there, uh, Sean, you'll you'll be happy to know that uh, Roddy and I one night bonded over our mutual love of the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, <laughs> Roddy is a fan. Um, yeah, no, there, there, there's nothing I can say here that that hasn't already been said. I I was a little bit more down on Riddle than the others, but it's not that I was down on him. It's not that I'm being negative. I thought some of the kicks, especially when Roddy was on his knees, looked a little in slow motion. Yeah, to me, I that too. Um, but, but like Sean, my favorite spot in that match was Roddy running across the ropes, hitting the guy in the face, going to the backbreaker and the pin for two, just a fantastic opener. I thought Matt Riddle, uh, back on the horse, uh, I I think we most, most of us saw this coming. So I I would like to say, well, where does Matt go from here? But it's It's NXT. Yeah. It's it's obvious where he goes from here. Like it's, well, usually, and unless, you know, tomorrow, Vince McMahon's like, you know what? God damn it, pal. I need this guy on the main roster. Vince you McMahon. bite your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> now it's Matt Riddle is far away from Vince McMahon. As Don't possible. speak it aloud. Then the universe thinks it's real, Sean. <laughs> That's true. Marketing That's true. has produced 8,000 flip-flops. We're going to be selling them on Monday. Time to bring them up. <laughs> uh, we see Stephanie McMahon in the crowd. About four seats up from her is AEW's Britt Baker. That was a fun image. Uh, I'm a fan of Britt Baker. Uh, I told a story on Twitter this week about how we had an interview scheduled ahead of all in. It's actually the week that Adam Cole's phone got hacked or email got hacked or something. We couldn't make it happen. She went to the trouble like two or three months later when she knew she was getting signed by AEW to hit me up and say, hey, let's make this interview happen. So I think a lot of her, uh, she had a great performance last weekend. Check out our AEW reviews over at Fightful Select and on Fightful.com. Myself and Andrew did a good one. Uh, Vacant NXT Tag Team Titles. Now, I want to get into this talking point before we get into the actual match. Jeff, should the War Raiders have kept the titles and been in this damn match? No. Tell me why. It's fine for when they get brought up to not have to lose them. To, To go out as a winner and vacate. You just can't do this every time. And it was time for the this time for the tag team titles to be done with that. They've done it with the women's title twice. I mean, I mean, it, it's fine to do it this way. I have no problem. If you're going to consider in canon that NXT is a quote unquote developmental territory, blah 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 blah. No, it's not. It's a third brand. Okay, fine. But 
I had no problem with War Raiders abdicating the the titles here. Warren, you look like you're foaming at the mouth. I was going to go to to Alex, but it's going to you. Yeah, uh, because I am in complete disagreement with my colleague Jeff Jeffrey. Let's Jeffrey, fight. no. <laughs> no if, if if there had been any reason to maintain well, okay when Asuka dropped the title for better mm-hmm. for worse she did come up with that sheen and they did maintain that the, the the undefeated streak that angle about her right into Wrestlemania so that was that continued in perpetuity right and then we saw her every week and there was the build okay for better for worse it was there the War Raiders have not been used for two weeks on Raw right now. We haven't seen them on TV. Neither Eric nor Ivar have been on television right now. There was absolutely no reason for them to not put someone over, especially since I can make a pretty compelling argument, Jeffrey, that the... <laughs> that their t- your problem with that tone? <laughs> Let me cut you off then. If, if the, if the no, Warriors, okay, I, go I ahead. Can make, I, can, I can, I could just, uh, I'll, I'll pass it back to you. The, I can just make a compelling argument that their tenure in NXT was extremely underwhelming and was not deserving of that kind of much more honorable or serviceable send off to a, a more established, more, uh, more prominent star that really did give something back because the War Raiders, outside of being in war games and, the uh, the uh, facing the winners of the Dusty Classic, they were injured. They were off of television. They didn't do shit. Okay, well, I agree with you in theory, but if, <laughs> but but if 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 the I mean, if you're going to take the titles off the War Raiders, that time would have been when they beat the the Street Profits clean as a sheet. That was the time yeah. for the War Raiders to lay down if they're going up for sure, and then they lose the titles. Okay, but they don't. They beat them. So now you have to figure out a way to get the titles off of them. And you've already had that thing. You don't want to beat – I mean, it, it's there's no other team that's hot right now, and you'd already planned this ladder match of sorts. Def, definitely not the Milwaukee Bucks. They're not hot right now. No, no but very, – very, oh, Ice cold. Wrong. Especially from three. But no, but I, I, I you know what? I, I thought they should have laid down for the street profits before they left, but they didn't. And so you had to figure out some kind of morass to have them not lose the titles, but also have four teams there for the, for the ladder match. I don't think the war Raiders would have been, would have fit here in this ladder match. In the month of May, WWE vacated three titles. They vacated the SmackDown tag straps. They vacated the, uh, the tag, the NXT tag straps, plus the U S title. Okay. Titles don't mean anything on the main roster. That's a problem. Yeah, I agree. It matters to me. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. It matters. It matters to everybody else. Uh, let's, yeah. let's go ahead, Alex. Yeah, the 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 thing with this is that as I talked about on, on the on the preview, the War Raiders. There's no reason for them not to be in this match. I mean, uh, listen, I understand they wouldn't have fit as the way the match was laid out. The the the, the, the Forgotten Sons fulfilled the role of the War Raiders in this match. They power bombed dudes into ladders while their teammates were standing on the ladders. <laughs> That's what the War Raiders would have done in such a case. I understand that part. I agree with you, Warren, that I think they were brought up that their run in NXT was truncated. They weren't, I think they had a long run ahead of them as tag champs in, in NXT uh, before they actually lost. And they were like, 
or bring him up now because we got this hot new name for him, the Viking Experience, and we got to do that right now. The people demand it. The people demand the Viking Experience on Monday Night Raw. So they did that uh, instead. It, it just so happened that they had to get rid of the belts in the, in the meantime. I, I don't I don't love it either. And the big the biggest tragedy is there is no tag division on Raw. The tag champs are wrestling on main event. So if the tag champs aren't on Raw, then the the, the Viking Raiders can't become number one contenders on Raw because there's no tag division on Raw. It's I mean the main roster is is a shambles. It's a travesty. It's a travesty mockery. NXT is where it's at, and I'm really sad that the Warriors had to leave that behind and go somewhere where they're not even being used. The match tonight was all kinds of flames, just flames everywhere. Flames on the side of my face, flames. Well, let's let's distinguish it a little bit. We do have a tag match to talk about. Uh, The Street Profits win, becoming NXT Tag Team Championships, or champions, this is good. I, I at one point wondered if they would ever get back to that. NXT has a bad habit, I think, of sometimes being a show or two behind what they should do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, sometimes there are acts that get really hot and then they're cooled off and never regain that steam. Dawkins dives on the pile. Very cool. I love the spot where the Forgotten Sons both had their heads in a ladder and get German suplex and the, the ladder flies. O'Reilly applied a submission through the ladder, but there were also a great series of double team moves, which I like, because you want to highlight that these are tag teams, even though this isn't tag team tagging in and out. There's the reverse DDT stomp from the Forgotten Sons, a Doomsday European uppercut, which looked like it was tragic at first, and the powerbomb blockbuster from the Street Profits. Jackson Riker comes out and kills everyone. Oh, boy. But then everybody kills him. (laughs) (laughs) who are you to doubt Jackson Riker the the level of sync in which these six guys had on slamming this ladder Mm. onto Jackson Riker was very impressive yeah like they they had like Wade Robeson out there choreographing them or something like it was it was impressive but uh, Riker was way out of place for a Tope Conhilo on Ford and thankfully he was okay the Forgotten Sons push everybody off the ladders, and Dawkins kills one of the Forgotten Sons with a, a spear, just plants him. Mm-hmm. As is, uh, you know, that, that's that's how an Angelo Dawkins spear goes. Ford jumps onto the ladder, Shelton Benjamin style, and wins. Jeff, did the right team win? And what did you think of this match? Loved the match. Absolutely loved this match. It was a car wreck of epic proportions. Kyle O'Reilly deserves hazard pay for the bumps he was taking. Mm-hmm. I'm a little worried about the sling that Bobby Fish is in. Um, you know, God, that'd be terrible if he got hurt again. Yeah. But the right team won. It was time to either give them a title run or break them up and see what you had with Montez Ford, who is now over 30. No offense to Angelo Dawkins. He's been in NXT since Shoot Nation. Everybody remember Shoot Nation? Oh, my goodness. I mean, he is – I mean, but look, the, my opinion was, and this goes into your point, Sean, if the Street Profits lose this match, they can't be heated up again. They yeah. got hot. You had the War Raiders beat them. You had the Forgotten Sons beat them. It's going to be hard to ignite them. Give them a run here. Let's see what we have with them. If we don't, let's break them off and see what happens. But 
I, I had an argument on uh, on Shake Them Ropes this week. It, it, the only team that could win this match, in my opinion, were the Street Profits. <laughs> DeAndre Henson says, happy the Profits aren't the new end zone cast with the tag titles. Don't quite know what that means. Tim Travers says, please keep Virginia Beach in your prayers. Yeah, he is from Virginia Beach. Glad you're okay, my friend. From Newport News, I agree. Yeah, no, the uh, the yeah, the shooter unfortunately was from a rival high school in Newport News, so that's th- that whole that's area tragedy. Needs, needs your prayers. The- um, Hannah says too much testosterone. I don't know what that means. Probably because we are all some blue chew taken sons of bitches. Alex, uh, your thoughts on this match? Uh, um, the match. I, I thought the Forgotten Sons really acquitted themselves well. Like, I mean, this is the kind of match where they are allowed to be big brutes who toss guys because all the guys are smaller than them. They, they, they fit so well in that it was, role. It here. was really, that was really good. Um, I think, I think that Blake and Cutler are just worlds better than Riker at this point. Like Riker just feels like oh. he brings them down. You know what I mean? Like it's this weird thing that he's like the leader. Of, of 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 the faction, but all he just is stand there and, and scowl. Um, uh, that whole thing where he was he, he was booked to, to be Braun Strowman in that middle of the match was just odd uh, to me. Um, it was weird because like Steve Cutler, I, I'm one of the first NXTs that I wrote about when I was reviewing stuff for Fightful. Steve Cutler uh, had Lash Larue sideburns, <laughs> mm. and it was really funny. And he beat Kenneth Crawford in a match. Uh, that would uh, Kenneth Crawford, of course, turned out to then later be Montez Ford. That was before Montez Ford was Montez Ford. He was Kenneth Crawford. So that was kind of was kind of cool to go back that far um, and see how far these guys have come. Now I agree, the Street Profits had to win, and because of that, I was really concerned that they wouldn't, because they always figure out a way of like these guys are, are white hot, but people love rooting for them because they lose all the time. They're underdogs, right? And no, no, no. These guys needed their moment in the sun. The, the, the people have been backing these guys for well over a year now. Like, it's, it's a great time to give it to them. Montez Ford is a superstar. Like, like I can't wait to see how, how far he can go if they really let him. This, I'm, I'm a sucker for the dude who recognizes he's about to get hurt. And, re- and and reacts accordingly. There is there was a thing in one of the War Raiders matches a couple of weeks ago where he's in the corner and they do the thing where uh, Roe picks up Hanson and just runs him butt first in the dude in the corner, and and Ford is like kind of groggy and looks up, does a double take and screams right before the ass hits his face. It was priceless. That guy's uh, that guy's so good at everything. Not only can he leap out of the building, but he's so charismatic and fun to watch. And, you know, Dawkins has one of the better spears in WWE right now. Like, that was a great yeah. spear. It's a manly spear that he has there. Yeah. I I um, I um really love these guys. I'm glad they get a shot with the belts. Um, It, it makes sense. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's kind of them versus the Undisputed Era going forward or whatever. But I, I, said, I said to a friend, the only thing that would have shocked me coming out of this would be uh, Oni and, and Danny winning it. Um, uh, to, to your point about Jackson Riker, I mean – He's been wrestling since 2001. He's 36 years old. He's been in NXT for two years and on national TV for about eight or nine years. What you see is what you get with him at this point. And that's, that's a thing. Like, I don't know if they're, they're hoping that he's going to emerge it. That ain't it. He's uh, fine. He's big. Yeah. That's all he needs to that's be. All, that's all he needs yeah. to be. But, but they're, six, they're, six, one, two forty five big. That's big pre- today. Yes. They're yeah. presenting him as the mastermind behind the, the forgotten sons. And I just don't think that that works. He could be somebody's brute. 
He doesn't need to be the guy who's the leader. Is he really? Like, I feel it's more like a mice and men thing, you know, where Cutler and Blake are like stringing this guy along. You know, it's like, go beat up. Honestly, if they presented it that way, I'd be totally into it. See, I, I always, don't feel like they're doing it that way. I always viewed it as Cutler and and uh, and Gunner are you know men. You know, you know, they had that thousand yard stare, and then Wesley Blake's the goofball probe <laughs> that they throw into matches and get beat up. You know, uh, just, DeAndre Henson specified. He said Enzo and Cass always got close, but never won the gold. Yeah, and they yeah. should have it in Brooklyn that one year. Yeah, that when I think the Vaude Villains won. Uh, Warren put a bow on this one for us. Let us. Know I what just. You think. I just want to po- uh, point out two things. I thought everyone was really cavalier with the tossing of yeah. uh, of ladders tonight. Kyle I really got- nearly died. Yeah, I was no. legitimately worried at a couple of moments. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would and credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers stay clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boy's easy opening, smooth pouring container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Where you're just like, why are you guys tossing them around so easily without with, with such disregard? Uh, and I also think that Montez Ford should do a handstand at the end of every frog splash from now on. That was really cool. Yeah. Uh, ladder match in the books. Uh, we, it feels like, well, we had the two money in the bank matches, but I'm a little bit surprised that this one happened uh, so quickly afterwards. But we have the NXT North American Championship. Velveteen Dream defeated Tyler Breeze to retain. Uh, Breeze is an NXT star full-time now, according to Triple H. He's working live events. Triple H says he's back on the roster. Wow, cool. Uh, it feels a little bit surreal. It feels a little bit different. Breeze works the leg of Dream before Dream takes back over, and the crowd was very supportive of Breeze and seemed to be invested in the story that that he's told and that Dream has told about Breeze being out of the spotlight so long that it's unfamiliar to him. I thought the timing on Breeze's strikes tonight was just amazing. Like he connected with drop kicks and super kicks and and knees very very well. Uh, a Dream DDT couldn't beat Breeze, and then Dream ends up using Breeze's unprettier. Breeze hits both of his signature moves with the beauty shot and knocks Dream outside. And as Dream grabs the North American Championship, Breeze is caught off guard. The Death Valley Driver and Purple Rainmaker wraps it up. And after the match, Breeze gets Dream to take a selfie with him. Warren, this one go, actually, this one goes to uh, Alex first off. Yeah. This, uh, Breeze is a guy that you kind of championed a little bit, le- lesser so these days. Uh, about getting on TV because, I mean, I think by now you'd kind of figured, okay, that's a lost cause. Right. But he is back in NXT. Uh, how do you think that served him, all things well, considered? It's, it's. I mean, listen, it would be even strange for me to be like, hey, you know who they should use on TV more? Tyler Breeze, <laughs> who hasn't been on TV in months. Um, I, I, I was a huge proponent of, of Brizongo. I thought they were great together. There was that one match they had 
back uh, backlash a couple years ago, which is the Usos, where they did all the costume stuff and all the comedy. I thought they could have won that match and then had like a month run with the titles, and it would have been really, really fun. Like at least strap those guys up just briefly because they did so much for for SmackDown during that time. I thought it was really great. Um, Breeze, as I said in the in the preview that we did on Tuesday, he is the absolute perfect guy to do this, to be like, he was so beloved there and so trashed when he, when he was up on the main roster, like never really capitalized on all the stuff that he could do. And he came back and he said, remember me, this is the stuff that I did here. Like he was great. There was like, Hey, we got Jushin Thunder Liger coming over to do a show in NXT. Who are we going to have him work? Oh, the answer is obviously Tyler Breeze because that guy knows his stuff. And I, I think that's, it's great. And I, I'm very excited for what the whole idea of Tyler Breeze going back full-time to NXT can mean for certain people who need it, who are up on the main roster, not being used, could benefit maybe from a little more seasoning or would be white hot if they came back to NXT for a couple of months because people in NXT in full sale remember those people. And on if they're not being used on, on, on main roster, why not? I mean, at this point, just punt on EC3. His, his run in, in, in NXT was already truncated and wasn't used to where they were planning on going with him anyway. You're never using him up on the main roster. Bring him back down. There's other things you can do. But I thought Tyler Breeze really did uh, shown out in this match with, with, uh, with Dream. The story they told around it being that Tyler Breeze was, was Velveteen Dream before Velveteen Dream and the new model's a lot better, sorry to say, says, uh, says Velveteen Dream. I thought that's all great. This is this is all really well put together in the package, and I actually really love the match too. Jeff, your thoughts on this one? Correct me if I'm wrong, SRS, but uh, Tyler Breeze towards the end of his NXT run the first time was kind of in a player coach role, wasn't he? Seems so. Help, help, help him lay out some matches and things like that. I agree. He's that you know in a territory system. He's that veteran guy that's going to help the new kids go through matches. I too really enjoyed this match. Um, as long as Tyler Breeze is making main roster money on NXT, I'm happy for him. If he had to take a pay cut, not so much. I mean, sure, you know, sure. That, that's, art yeah, that's versus right. commerce, I get it. Um, I am probably in the minority here. I hated the post-match. I, that, I that didn't, was very awkward. Like, I didn't yeah. like it. I didn't yeah. like that at all, um, especially, especially given the build and the things that Velveteen – the build was great. That video, yeah. hype video – fantastic it's probably the best hype video they've had since the bailey sasha Mm -hmm. brooklyn one um and given the things he said in that match that post match should have never happened right the match itself was fantastic i thought i thought breeze you know again he's one of the more underutilized talents we we can say it over and over again um i was kind of secretly hoping he'd be a guy that got his release and could go elsewhere like in a super juniors type of situation um, but yeah, other, other than the post match, it was a fun little match. And I thought dream held his own too. He can sometimes be a little bit too, how do I put this, uh, too into the character, um, before doing moves in a way and a little bit too main rostery and that he has, you know, his, his certain things. He'll do the double ax handle. He'll do the elbow, but this one, he was very smooth. Didn't miss anything. I thought it was fine. Warren, were you surprised that Dream didn't have anything AEW inspired on his gear? <laughs> <laughs> to a certain extent. I was actually, like, I, I was wondering what he'd pull out, you know? I was thinking, I was actually saying to myself, what if he came out as Dream Ambrose? 
for instance. Mm, there you go. Uh, I thought he had something under those tights. Did anybody else think that the gold tights were holding up like something spray painted or something that was going to set off? They did trying to hit me with a Bluetooth segue, aren't you? <laughs> Um, and, um, but, but yeah, but although I loved his gear, it was, a, it was a little tough, you know, we, even a couple of us were discussing, it'd be interesting if he did come out as Fandango, you know, that would have been, <laughs> that would have been pretty funny as well. I, I like this match as well. The only thing that I, and this is how I'm very, very torn on, uh, on, uh, on Tyler Breeze returning to NXT on one hand, very glad to see Tyler Breeze wrestling, doing stuff because, you know, I think he's been criminally underappreciated by main roster uh main roster powers that be however um you know he that is a like we'll see how this develops right but but that he is taking up a spot for from someone else you know it's like there he there's this case yeah yeah you know who 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 that spot is you know exactly but you know there's someone else that they're that they've signed that's in developmental that you know, will have that won't have the time that is now being given to Tyler Breeze. So, like I said, we'll you know it's all a question of let you know let's see how he goes over the next few months. Uh, I think it's like you guys pointed out, it's fantastic that he's back because he does he 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 can train. He does have stuff to to teach. You know, I think this is a role that uh, Cassius Ono had over the past uh, during the the last few months of his uh, NXT career. I think it's uh, one of the reasons why he's been sent over to UK as well to sort of uh, bring his, his intelligence uh, over there. So we'll see. I mean, I, I mean, over, overall it's a positive, but I just can't shake that out of my mind. It's like, well, you know, who's, who's going, who's not getting the, who's not going to be getting this attention now. NXT women's championship, Shayna Baszler defeated EO Shirai to retain the horsewomen stay backstage, at least briefly, until Shirai starts doing well, and then they come out, but Candice LeRae helps her out. Shirai really set the tone with a, with a big strike to the back of Baszler, and then Shirai would uh, avoid a lot of Baszler's attacks. Crowd was very hot for this. There's a lot of great transitions in and out of uh, false finishes, especially the Kirafuda Clutch. Baszler applies the Kirafuda Clutch, and after a while... Shirai finally taps. After the match, Shirai attacks Baszler with a kendo stick and a chair, does a moonsault with the chair. Now, I mean, I I love Shayna Baszler. I think she's wonderful. They really do. It feels like they do everything to death with her. It feels like every feud they run through, like two or three matches with her. Alex, what would you think of the match? And is this something that you're willing to, uh, not willing to, I mean, it's going to be a good wrestling match if they run it back, but. Is this something you're interested in seeing continue uh, the Io Shirai Shayna Baszler thing? It's an interesting uh, way that they've they've put together this whole Shayna Baszler run because she's she's right when she in their promo says all the people that I beat they they all go up to the main roster. I mean it's not like I'm beating scrubs, um, but I but I but I send them packing. They can't hack it in NXT because they can't beat me. So I I think that's that's interesting. I mean I love Shayna Baszler. I think that she's a, a legitimate. There's there's a lot of really cool stuff they could do with her on the main roster, and then I remember, oh god, no, don't put her in the main roster because <laughs> the women don't even have time on a three hour RAW. But in this particular match, I thought it was really uh, really well put together. Um, I liked it. I liked the you know uh, as Eo's about to, uh, co- possibly about to win. That's only when the horsewomen came out. Uh, uh, Candice kind of 
serving as Ky- as uh, like a Kyrie Sane replacement. Uh, fine, they've been working that angle for a little bit now. That's as well. Um, uh, the one thing I will say to EO, what are you doing with that particular type of, of, of pitting predicament? Like you, you've, you've just, there's the, like the bridging thing where you presented your neck directly in front of, of Shayna. So it was very, very obvious that that was not where you should keep your, the back of your head as far away from Shayna's face as possible. That's just how you wrestle a magic and Shayna Baszler. Um, that's all great. Shirai snapping afterwards. I don't know if, if they were trying to present that as like, oh, she went too far. But it's not like Shayna said to her cohorts, stay back, stay backstage. I don't need you tonight. I'm going to beat her one on one. And then, you know, Ky- and then EO lost without there being anything involved. And then she's like, well, you cheat. Like, you didn't cheat. And I still, it was a weird thing. Like, I don't know if they're trying to say she went too far or Shayna deserved it. The crowd thought Shayna deserved it. So it's a weird thing. I don't know what exactly where they were trying to push this. Um, am I interested in seeing another match? Sure, it'll be a good match. But I feel like Bianca Belair was the was the one to like take this title off of Shayna and run with it. I don't I don't feel like EO's the right person for this now. But yeah, I'm rambling. Warren. <clears throat> um the um I, I, I think the look the Eo Shirai uh, is she she can get extremely violent. We have seen this before mm-hmm. uh, throughout uh, throughout her career. So in a certain way, what I was afraid of was that they were really making Kyrie sane too. That they were getting this really talented, super talented uh, 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 Japanese female wrestler. And that, they, you know, oh, look at how adorable she is. We'll make her smiley and happy and she'll be so cute and happy and everyone will love her. And that, that worked fine with Kyrie. Do we want this again with EO? Well, they, they could try, but I mean, holy smokes, let's, let's try and mix it up a bit. Um, if they are showing a bit like some, just some cracks in this veneer and this, you know, in this, uh, you know, in this, Pretty presentation, the uh, you know the long hair, the uh, the colorful ring gear, showing that underneath all of this, there really is like this twisted, violent woman who's just ready to burst out because she can't stand losing because she's just she just gets mad at herself. Maybe she's maybe she's just a bit psychotic. I'm okay with that because it it fits in the legend of Yoshirai, and I think that's something that. If if we're able to introduce it to the WWE universe, North the North American viewers, <laughs> in and about in and about itself, uh, then they can, you know, it'll be a whole new a whole new vision. It's not just because we get you know petite Japanese wrestlers that they necessarily have to be cute and smiley and act like J-pop stars. They can be vicious, violent, and just want to hurt people, and I'm okay with that. Jeff. I agree with the quote on the video. Io Shirai, when she was signed, was the best wrestler in the world, male or female. Um, it is interesting that Shayna Baszler is now the most dominant women's champ in NXT history, a role that nobody ever really saw Shayna Baszler going into, and I'm not sure the crowd is catching on to what NXT is trying to do with her here. As a as the most dominant 
NXT Women's Champion. I'm I'm thinking they're thinking that she should be getting more of a reaction than she is. Um, dare I say they were trying to kind of recreate a Becky Lynch moment here with Io Shirai, the docile, friendly, I have yeah. friends type of person. But now I have a bit of an edge, and now you can can applaud with me. But to me, it came off as almost a quasi heel turn, and I thought you know logic would say that Candice would be trying to stop this, mm-hmm. as opposed well, to just going, "Oh, go ahead." Candice was was concerned. She was like, "What am I giving you this chair for?" And then afterwards, she was like, um, "Are you okay? Because that's not like you." Which is a weird deal because I think that they're presenting EO has two sides to her that maybe Candice only sees one of them, like. Again, we don't know where they're going, but I trust NXT storytellers a lot more than I trust main roster ones. So. I, yeah, well, she's an accessory to attempted murder now, thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't want to see friends fight again, but I think Io Shirai has a similar problem to Kushida. I think that they think that their superstar aura will be enough to carry them versus being made strong through wins. It's not that they're not having good matches. Both Kushida and Io Shirai have been having some very, very good matches. It's just, to me, they're not having the dominant matches that precede their reputation that they're telling us all about on TV. And I think that tends to be a problem. And I think it's... Look, I'm going to go there. I think it's mostly because they don't speak great English. Io Shirai's promo was fine, I thought. I don't think this needs to be an, a necessary skill. But I just don't think either Io or Kushida have been shown to be as strong as they should be on NXT television. NXT Championship match. Adam Cole becomes the NXT champion, defeating Johnny Gargano. Cole is played out to the ring, super over per usual. That's just one thing you can count on. Undisputed Era is going to be mega over at NXT TakeOver, uh, just awesome. Uh, there's a great dropkick reversal into a powerbomb. Of course, Cole has some great super kicks. He got sent shoulder face first into the mat. That was nasty looking. Uh, there was a tilt-a-whirl Gargano escape that planted Cole. Uh, then Cole really went at the leg of Johnny, just some outstanding limb work. Gargano went for a suicide dive, ate a super kick. I thought that Cole's Panama Sunrises looked rough. Tonight, didn't quite connect on any of them. Uh, Cole misses his finish, but applies a Gargano escape of his own. But Gargano does the last shot to Cole, takes his move. We don't see a ton of that anymore. Uh, Cole seemingly wins a strike trade, but then Gargano just clotheslines the hell out of him. Uh, Gargano kicked out of the last shot, and the crowd came unglued. There is a big ref bump outside that leads to Gargano super kicking a chair into Cole's face. A Gargano escape gets applied in the middle of the ring, but then Cole goes right back to the leg of Gargano, which they set up earlier in the match. There are super kicks to the leg of Gargano, another bad Panama Sunrise hits, and then the last shot wins it. Warren, you're covering NXT every single week. Did it seem like the right time for Cole? Should he have won it earlier? Should should it have waited? How, How do you feel about the timing as it relates to Adam Cole's win and your thoughts on the match? Uh, well, first and foremost, the match was the match was fantastic. That final third, when everything started to kick in, I don't, yeah, I don't mind fine, uh, false finishes as much as other people. There, I know there's a lot of people who get really, really annoyed. I don't really mind them when they're well done, and I thought it was really, really well done. It was edge of your seat stuff. Uh, as far as uh, as far as yeah, the the right man won tonight. That is, I, to me, there is no question about that. Just as the right man won in New York. 
it was Johnny's time to win. Of course, you know, if you were to trace back at what they were planning and what was supposed to happen, well, he was Johnny was supposed to win the title off of Tommaso Ciampa and then like really put a nice bow on their whole story and you know the the ultimate feel good moment. But it was Johnny's time to win. This was Adam Cole's time. He's been an unsung hero throughout his entire run in NXT. He's been massively over since the minute he got in the ring and uh, and attacked Drew McIntyre. He's been over since that very, very moment. And it's the perfect time right now because who is your monster heel on the male roster? Ciampa's still out. Who's your bad guy? Who is the guy who is the 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 chaser, the guy that you put at the very top, or the chasee actually, that you put at the very top, and and who has the title, who has the main event sheen, who who is the guy that you want to take down that you just hate, and it's him that has the title. There was really no one else. This was his moment to be elevated to that spot officially, and I'm I, I think the whole division, the whole may, uh, men's division, is all the better off is better off for it. And Johnny Gargano back to being a loser. That's how we like him, really. <laughs> Jeff, do we see Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole in Toronto? I I think so. Probably. I thought it was too early to go back to this rematch. Um, I thought that they didn't play up the angle that it should have been, which was on the uh, go home video about, you know, I can beat you in one match. I think that should have been the story this entire build. And I don't think they ever really reestablished Johnny Gargano as a superior baby face on TV enough with his promos to, to go back to this match. I, I got this feeling that's this may be Gargano's goodbye. Um, I thought it was too soon to go back. I thought it was too soon to switch the title. Match itself was fantastic, as usual. Johnny Takeover is Johnny Takeover. Um, and Drake finally took a bump. Good on him. Uh, um, but, yeah, no, I, I thought a lot of this was uh, too rushed uh, for the rematch, and uh, I kind of disagree with putting the belt on Adam Cole at this time. Alex, your, your thoughts on this one? I mean, I feel like it's it's um... – I think I think it is Adam Cole's time, particularly because I don't know, I don't know who Gargano feuds with, who isn't Adam Cole, and as you said, the this this match has been done at this point. Two out of, the idea we have two out of three falls, and then the rematch is a singles match because that's it. That's usually the reverse, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so this is this is a kind of an interesting way of 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 you know Adam Cole. Um, using um his intelligence in ways like that of, of getting over on on Gargano this at this point after having him beaten him in the first of the of the three falls before um and there are a a, a whole bunch of people who can come after this uh this title if it's on Adam Cole and the best part about Adam Cole is that is that he can absolutely bring it when he's in the ring but maybe he doesn't have to cuz he's got three guys who um who can take you out on your way to the ring if he feels like it because because that's that's always there I mean he's he's a he's a very uh, this is a, a good faction to have uh, at his backing I will say I'm I'm absolutely here uh for the for the fact that Undisputed Era has a new member uh who is basically the Theo in Die Hard 
uh, to, to, to Undisputed Era. Uh, <laughs> Josiah Williams comes out rapping the, the theme song, which I've seen on Twitter before. Um, that was kind of a really cool touch and a very you know takeover entrance for Adam Cole uh, that we hadn't seen before. That was really interesting. Um, I love the idea because I, what I what I feel like it's going toward is is Matt Riddle uh, versus uh, versus Adam Cole, and I like the idea that Matt that Matt Riddle um, being just like totally chill and like whatever until he gets in the ring and then he murders you. Like I feel like that's a really interesting character to have. Like, like, basically saying Adam Cole can say, "Okay, fine, you can have a shot at this title, but you got to beat my three buddies in a gauntlet match, and just have the entire ring, the entire thing of, of NXT, like one episode of NXT, just be he has to beat Fish, then he's got to beat O'Reilly, then he's got to beat Strong. If he does all that, then he gets the title shot. You can do a lot of cool stuff with Riddle." getting to that point where he faces Adam Cole at Toronto, if that's where they're going to go. Um, I, I, I think that NXT is better when you've got a really good heel with the strap because you have no shortage of guys that we want to root for going after it. If you want to hear more great takes like that, Alex is with me every Monday and Tuesday on the Fightful post-Raw podcast. You can follow him at Pawlowski the 4th on Twitter. Jeffrey? Where can the people follow you on social media? You can follow me at Crap Game 13. You can follow my other show at Shake Them Ropes. And occasionally I drop in here, you know, to smack Warren around. <laughs> well, uh, Warren smacks himself around. Take that any way you want. Behind the paywall over at FightfulSelect.com. <laughs> Every week on our midweek show, uh, he reviews NXT 205 Live UK. Tell the people a little bit about it, Warren. Oh, well, that's it. The 205 Live NXT, NXT UK, arguably the three most consistently fun hours of WWE programming. I do that every Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern, and it's a live show. So if you're a member, you can come pop in, join in the chat. It's a lot of fun. You can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes, and I also have my own YouTube channel if you're inclined at youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I push the Fightful Select service on you guys a lot. I'm telling you, it is a great service. I do. I'm going to eventually... It'll be Q&As every week. Right now, it's two a month. Posted that free preview. But we have our retro review coming up this week. Myself and Warren reviewed the first Monday Nitro. That is a lot of fun. Uh, We've got some other great shows coming up. But uh, I have better organized those to where you guys can, can just track those down. We have alternate commentary, dark match commentary, outtake and behind the scenes footage. Just go over to FightfulSelect.com. Even if you don't subscribe, there might be something there you like. And by the way, on YouTube, I have a full playlist full of preview content for free. Warren, any final words before we wrap up? Uh, I enjoyed this show. I think it was, I, I think since it was so quickly put together because it was, you know, it was supposed to be in San Jose and there was a lot of logistics involved regarding one show in Saudi Arabia. I feel like the buildup wasn't uh, on par as usual, as usual with with uh, with takeovers, feel like it's been the case of a it's been the case for a couple of takeovers in recent memory. But um, I, you know, especially in regards to the Riddle uh, Riddle and Strong match, you know, even if you have there are matches here tonight that even if you didn't have all that build up, just the match in itself, you let the guys go in or girls. Let them go in, tell their stories as pro wrestlers, and they'll you'll end up having compelling matches regardless of the buildup. And uh, that's 
that's my main takeaway from NXT TakeOver 25. Alex, anything you want to add as, as we wrap up? I just wanted to say the idea of the 25 takeovers is kind of an awesome thing that we didn't mm-hmm. maybe think was possible like 22 takeovers ago. Like just the idea that, that it's gotten to this point where where it really is. Like I look forward to these nights, the night of takeovers, more than any night of wrestling uh, several times a year. And it's really, really awesome that they, that they proved with this. They don't need to be part of something where there's a package where you bought tickets to go to Brooklyn to watch SummerSlam. Hey, I'll also watch the takeover. What the hell? Like they did this thing completely absent of other stuff from WWE and it, it was great. And they can do these more often and, and in different places where they can promote them. They could, they could do one in Europe. They could do all this stuff that doesn't have to be part of, um, uh, you know, the normal type of WWE schedule. So I'm looking forward to seeing where the next 25 takeovers take us. Jeff, send us home. NXT takeovers never fail to deliver. Even if the card on paper looks kind of weird, go with it. They never fail to deliver. The Undisputed Era are the heart and soul of NXT. Fightful never never fails to deliver. Uh, Jeremy Lambert right now is on the Triple H post-show media call. We will have that audio up. We have the audio up from this week's as well. Fightful bringing it all to you. We've got dozens of interviews we are unleashing from Las Vegas. I mean, just a ton. My interview with MJF is up on the YouTube channel right now. That was an experience. Uh, My interview with Dean Malenko is up. My interview with Sean Waltman is up. If you all want us to do more of those, go support them. Go leave a thumbs up, share them, all that stuff. I am starting to travel more, uh, much to my chagrin, (laughs) to do some more content and more talent interviews. So, Hey, show us that it's worth it. Show you, show us that you guys appreciate this stuff. Uh, let people know that we're doing that. It means the world. Leave a thumbs up on this video. Until next time, guys, thank you all so much. We're back here next Friday for Sands of Time. I don't know which of these clowns is going to be on the show with me, if any. <laughs> any takers? Anybody? Because no. I, no. I don't think so. I, I'm Might. not doing it. Might be a solo show on Friday, but uh, tune in. We're out.